We're going to turn to the issue of disability because there was a protest by more than 18 disability groups taking place outside Leinster House today over the government proposals to reform disability payments. What is the proposal, Ashley? So uh, this is the Department of Social Protection in October released a green paper on disability reform. And this was, I suppose, a proposal. And the government are are very keen to point out at the moment that this is just a proposal of how uh, disability um, uh, payments uh, will be made in the future or how they might change them in the future um, and it was it, yes there was a protest outside the doll today um, disability uh, advocacy groups are uh, very upset with what's being proposed here and um, there has been an extension to the consultation around this proposal because of the level of um, you know upset uh, as I said of, of these disability advocates and um, so they're proposing the Department of Social Protection they're proposing reforming the system of long-term disability payments by establishing a three-tiered system um, and would you know, separate into tiers based on this the person's capacity um, uh, to, to, to work. So it would be based on an, an independent medical assessment um, and it would be a bio-psycho-social model of disability assessment and this is something that the uh, disability advocates are not at all happy with, the idea that they would have to be uh, independently medically assessed uh, to show what type of disability payment they would qualify for um uh, and the consult, as I said, the consultation period has been extended. Um, the government, though, pointing out that they're pursuing this because Ireland has one of the, I suppose, worst rates of unemployment amongst uh, those who have disabilities. Seventy percent unemployment for those who have disabilities in Ireland, um, and. Uh, the government are pointing out that these proposals, their their aim is to get more people into work right. and they see that by, you know, having these different systems would encourage more people into work while also trying to make sure that people avoid poverty, uh, you know, uh, from uh, from not being able to work and having to rely on, on disability payments. So biosocial medical... Biopsychosocial model of responsibility, of, of sorry, model of disability assessment. I know it's a, it's a, a mouthful, but that's what the proposal uh, talks about. Lorraine Clifford Lee, what's a biopsychosocial model of assessment? Well, I don't know the, the exact details of the model of assessment, but it, it appears <coughs> that it's um, a way of assessing people uh, who are disabled. And we all know there's various types of disabilities and varying de- degrees of disability and how that impacts on the person and how to work. And I think it's worth pointing out that there are a number of disability payments and there hasn't been reform of the disability payment system for a long number of years. So I think it's right that we have this um, review of it and it is a green paper the consultation is open for the next number of months on it. And I think the best way of protecting people against poverty uh, is through work. And we have very, very high rates of poverty among people with disabilities and low rates of participation in the workforce. And, you know, we, we need to look at how do we best support people People who have uh, a disability, which means they can never work, will under what's proposed in the Green Paper actually get a higher rate of disability payment. And people but the who current can will have it reduced. Is that it? N- no, nobody is going to have it reduced. There, and nobody's going to be taken off the payment but it's going to be structured in a way that supports people better because under the current disability allowance if you earn over a certain amount of money you don't get anything and that's a disincentive for people and a lot of people with um, kind of changes in the in the workplace uh, remote working has really helped people with disabilities as well but they want to be able to progress their careers while maintaining some um, 
support from the state to, to offset the costs of actually being a disabled okay. person. So uh, I, I can understand why the disability groups are very anxious about it uh, because we saw even our nearest neighbours across the water how they dealt with the, their reforms in recent years and it was not good and that's definitely not what we intend to do here. But it is a, a consultation process and I hope everybody will engage in the process and, and uh, hopefully we can come across a scheme that's better than what's in place now. Violet Anwin, what do you make of it? I'd be very critical of um, the Green Paper. Uh, I, I want to say that Clear Leader Forum would be my local DPO and um, they actually organised a consultation uh, event recently and they brought together people with disabilities and but also the, the elected representatives as well. And they broke us up into workshops and in those workshops we were to discuss um, our reaction to the Green Paper and from the end of that discussion it was a resounding no from and the floor. What were the particular points of, of uh, concern from people who attended that meeting? Yeah, so the main thing, the first thing, is the the um, targeting, they feel, of people with disabilities in the first instance. Um, and then segregating them as well uh, and, and kind of categorising them. They felt that that was unfair. Um, the second thing is the fact that they would be required to undergo a medical assessment every two years when we know that when they're looking for supports and services in terms of like... Um, um, occupational therapy, for example, speech and language therapy, all of these other supports, they're already on long waiting lists to be able to access those. So they have no confidence that, you know, these medical assessments will be done in a timely fashion. Number two, they don't want to have to go through proving um, every two years that they are still, you know, have certain abilities or don't have others, other abilities. And then the, the biggest critical aspect from the group was um, in respect of, you know, what the the Green Paper is saying that it is setting out to do and that is to better support people with disabilities in being able to access employment. So nowhere in the Green Paper does it actually talk about or explain how they plan to actually provide the necessary supports and access pathways to get people with disabilities into uh, employment which is basically what the whole reform is about. So for me as a public representative the only thing that I would really be happy about with this Green paper is the fact that it includes the word reform because we know that people with disabilities have been basically forgotten about uh, and that's how they feel uh, in terms of uh, as Lorraine had mentioned the fact that the disability allowance payment in the first instance is a means tested payment you know we had the cost of disability report um, you know which stated the the cost of disability for families who have an individual with a disability and it can go from anywhere between eight 8,900 right up to well beyond 12,500. So, and the disability allowance, the yearly rate is actually less than what the, the, the cost of disability would be for the entire year. So there is a lot of work to be done to improve um, you know, payments and, and services and supports for people with disabilities. Uh, and I don't think the Green Paper is going to address any of that. All right, Mairead Farrell, uh, the Green Paper is just in in the very early tentative stages, does it at least put some issues of supporting people with disabilities in the area of work or in trying to support more people to (coughs) achieve their potential through a career if if, if that's uh, what's in store for them? At least it'll be debated now and there'll be some discussion of resources and supports, uh, maybe more especially because there's some area of controversy around this. 
Well, first of all, of course, we need to make sure that there's greater awareness in terms of, for employers and general public in terms of um, I- employment, because this is you know a crucial factor. And and look, something that I had actually, I think I'd mentioned it um, on your your show uh, uh, previously, whereby I had been in a in a school um, with deaf children, and they had told me about the difficulties if they had found in terms of accessing um, even. Uh, work experience, like the type of transition or work experience that um, would be uh, usually quite um, easy to get. But what we need here is a lot of clarity about what exactly is meant by employment supports and opportunities. But because we, what we can't have is a situation where that's a cover for cutbacks um, for for disability payments. Um, so that's obviously uh, very clear and, and Sinn Féin wouldn't accept that. Uh, what we have here and we, what we've heard from the, the protest here today um, is that disability acti- activists were very clear that there should be nothing without their voice being central to it. Um, and I know our our spokesperson in terms of disability, Pauline Tully and Donna Lira, um, have met with a lot of different DPOs in relation to this and will be putting together a very comprehensive um, submission in relation to this. But the fact that this That's was produced before there was... Organization. Sorry, I should, have said, I should have said that at the outset. DPOs is Disabled People's Organisation. Sorry, yeah, go on. Yes, uh, but the reality is what we should have seen is that there was consultation f- far before the screen pa- paper uh, was even published. Um, and it's very clear that people feel that their voices haven't been heard. Um, like, we you know, we can remove obstacles without forcing people into work that might not be suitable for them. And There's nobody ju- forcing anybody. There will be nobody forcing anybody to do anything that they're but not the suitable is, for. But the reality is people are very it's concerned not, It's not a cost-saving measure at all. It's to, to reform it. But, but can I ask, if people are going to be uh, given assessments every two years, there are people who when they're looking for an assessment that would show their their uh, assessment of needs, they find it very difficult to access them and often have to go yeah, and, and, and pay private money for that. Where are all these assessors going to come from and how are they suddenly going to be available to provide assessments every two years when people are crying out for assessments at the moment? Colin, this is just a green paper. These are the things that need to be discussed. It's This is a starting point of a discussion and the, the consultation period is open for a number of months. This mightn't be where the actual uh, policy lands at the end of the day. Um, but will there be open. bands of disability beyond which it'll have to be measured what side of a particular band you fall on are you that, that's not detail that I have at the moment and I, I, I don't think that has been decided upon yet. But it's not, it's it's about better supporting people. It's not about forcing people. It's not about um, putting people under pressure to go get a job that they're not suitable for or that they don't want to do. That's not what it is. I talk to to disabled people and they tell me they want to access employment. They want the workplaces to be more accessible. They want um, greater flexibility in terms of remote working and they want to be able to take on more hours without their basic payment being affected. Violet Anwin, what does this Green Paper say about uh, training supports for people to uh, prep them to go into the workplace and and supports for employers uh, in order to facilitate people in the workplace, capital spending and the like, or, do, or does it address those issues that you know of? I didn't see much information in relation to that at all. And that was one of the criticisms um, that came from the group in particular. It's really hard for them to actually even understand exactly what the Green Paper was setting out to do. And I, I appreciate that it's supposed to be a consultation process. And I've heard the Minister herself say that it's not final. But then I, I think the way it's been gone about has stoked a lot of right. fear. 
clear uh, and I think it's caused a lot of confusion for, for people with disabilities and, and everybody actually because nobody can really make sense of what it's setting out to do. Okay, well the budget watchdog has passed its verdict on the most recent budget. We're going to talk about that after this. The Late Debate with Colm O'Mungan on RTE Radio 1.